Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Java Junkies, welcome back to another Espresso Shots episode of T4C. If you're interested in breaking into writing, then this is the episode for you because my next guest has already written two nonfiction books and she only graduated in 2013. But before I introduce you to Grace Gong, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's time for Coffee's weekly newsletter that comes out on Mondays and it features interviews with professionals who actually work in dozens of different industries. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time, the number four, coffee.org and the sign up box is right there. Now, my bookish baristas, it's time to grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated brew because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Grace Gong, author of two books, one about entrepreneurship, the other about how to be a successful venture capitalist. Grace's first book is entitled The Last Key to Success, featuring 21 founders who appeared on the Forbes 30 Under 30 list in 2016. And her second book, entitled How to Be a VC, showcases interviews that Grace did with 22 investors who appeared on the Forbes Midas list, How to Be a VC. And it gets into how they invested in companies like Facebook, Apple, Twitter, LinkedIn, and on and on. Grace is super passionate about learning and sharing the knowledge that she's learned from top founders and investors in Silicon Valley on her podcast called The Smart Venture Podcast. Grace, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? I am. Andrea, you have the best energy. I love it. I love how you read or think about or talk about everything. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Well, the benefit right now is that Grace and I are actually looking at one another. We're not going to show this as video, but we wanted to see each other. And she was kind of laughing at me as I'm gesturing all over the place because I do. I'm gesturing number four. I'm gesturing two books. I'm waving my arms around. It's because I love what I'm doing, Grace. I love what I'm doing. I believe in the mission of Time for Coffee. And it's such a delight to get to speak to interesting young people like you. We're lucky to speak to you, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Grace is from China originally. And another one of many reasons that I have so much admiration for her is that she does her podcast in English, which is unbelievable. We're going to get into that in our main Time for Coffee interview. By the way, check out show notes to see if 
Grace's main time for coffee interview in which we get into how she's written her books, how she launched her Smart Venture podcast and all of that. Just check out show notes to see if it's already out in the ether. So Grace, let's get into our 10 espresso shots to help our young listeners who are interested in writing books figure out how to do it. So what entry-level jobs, Grace, are available to young people who want to write books, who want to get into this field? I think just take anything you like to do will turn it into a book. Because there are so many diverse topics you could talk about in a book. And I think the substance of the book is more important than the writing of the book. It's very contrary than traditionally we'll think about English major or any type of literature major or something related to book to be turned into a book. But I think the best books that I have read in the past were all written by people that are domain, of domain experts. So no matter what industry you want to get into, it will be amazing to, if you could write a book, that would be amazing. So I think that's my take. I was looking, oh, here it is. I was looking for my notes as I was preparing for this interview. I was just looking for the notes that I had written. And you shared in another podcast where you were interviewed as the guest that Judd Apatow's book, Sick in the Head, was what inspired you to start writing your book. Yes, absolutely. I'm such a comedy nerd. I would stand in front of a president in brigades in New York's line for five hours to see Amy Poehler. So I'm crazy. So Jude Apatow is sort of one of my favorite directors slash, I guess, screenwriter too. He has a master class. I recently saw his master class. When he was younger, he went to talk to many different comedians. For example, Jerry Seinfeld or Amy, Sch- I believe Amy Schumer. So he talked to many people that was, I guess, hot in its day. And he just wanted to learn from them. But eventually, he what he ended up doing is he accidentally built a network through these people. He went to chat after he was, I think, hold a radio to or a radio recorder to go into these people's set or home or somewhere to interview them to learn about their journey to become a best stand-up comedian. And I thought that was my inspiration to, if I want to start a company, I may as well just learn from someone who has started. Amazing, amazing advice, Grace. So what do you think is a useful hard and soft skill? By hard skill, I mean a technical skill and a soft skill is more interpersonal that you look for. In the young people, I don't know if you've actually hired anyone before, maybe you have, but in the young people that you've worked with. I think the number one I'll be looking for is passion. I don't see there, I think soft skill is the new hard skill because there are so many things that people will, are not teachable in soft skill that will define your career. I don't think there's anything cannot be learned in terms of hard skill if you really put your mind into it. Uh, in the end of the day is, can you make it happen? And that a lot to, has a lot to do with soft skill. So for me personally, I think the biggest soft skill is be passion, be being resilient. Um, so those are two things I would look for in anyone I hire in the future. We were chatting before we started this interview. We chatted actually for half an hour. And one of the things that you said was how curious you are. Like you're just curious. You 
you have so much information you want to get. I actually share that as well. Mm -hmm. I think, and I said to you, I think you would make a phenomenal journalist because so often we're led by our curiosity to discover these incredible things. I especially love what you said about how soft skills are the new hard skills. That is, that is so true. First of all, I think you deserve to be interviewed by the best people ever. You are a woman with a lot of story yourself. So one day I would love to uncover your story to people that are listening. And I think one thing is no matter what you do in the future, no matter what you're trying to learn, because the hard skills always have to adapt. For example, today you're a marketing manager, you probably need to learn about marketing. Tomorrow, if you are a business development manager, you have to learn about business development. Or one day you want to be a software engineer, you need to learn from people who have done so. They will tell you to take this class, don't take that class. They will tell you what to do. So to get yourself into the door requires tremendous amount of soft skills. So that's why I view it as very important. Amazing advice, Grace. Is someone's major a deciding factor to get into this profession? I feel like you've already answered it. You were saying you don't need to be an English major. You don't need to be an English literature major to become a writer. Do you think it's important to have maybe taking classes where you're doing a lot of writing? You were a sociology and communication major. I'd have to imagine you did a lot of writing and reading in those majors. Yeah, totally. I think in terms of learning about, if the question is learning about the hard skill, how do you write a book or something? I think reading a lot definitely helps or maybe listening to a book or listening to a podcast like your podcast. Those are great journey to learn. I personally think class definitely would help. But if you are not the major, don't worry about it. You can totally pick it up from researching online or finding some resources that may be able to help you. Fantastic. What about a grad school degree? And this is less so for somebody who's just graduated from college, but I'm thinking, suppose they majored in the sciences. Suppose they majored in economics and statistics and never took a writing class. Do you think a grad school degree would be useful to have if they want to write a book? No. <laughs> I have an actual master's degree. I also had my second master because I was in international year. I have to always be taking classes back into just like, I, I guess uh, just as an international student, that's something helpful to do. But in general, I definitely don't think you need a master's degree to write a book. I'm trying to recall my favorite books who are the authors of them. I don't believe many of them went to grad school. So I could be commonly wrong, but yeah, in general, you don't need that. As long as you have the substance, you know what we're talking about, or you talk with people who have done something, those are more important than did you go to a So Excellent. I'm sure a lot of people are very happy to hear that. What about life experiences, Grace? What in your experience as a young woman who came to the U.S. from China when you were 17 years old to go to a college that your school in China picked for you. You didn't even pick it. And you were coming to a new country, a new culture. Gosh, so much to learn. What do you think are the most useful life experiences for someone starting out as a writer? I think you have to always believe you have the story in you. Many people may think, oh, I didn't do something. 
extraordinary. I didn't build Facebook yesterday, but that doesn't mean you can't explain something really well. For example, even your hobby is making a sandwich. You can write a book about how to pick the best bread, how to pick the best dressing or lettuce or anything, because everyone has a book. But going back to the grad school thing, if you're in grad school, I definitely don't think you're on the wrong path or anything. But is there any requirement for it to write a great book? I just don't believe there's any set like requirements. But if you're in grad school, good for you, kudos. I think being able to educate yourself and having the patience and having the knowledge is definitely a good thing. So I want to put it out there for the grad students. I'm wondering, Grace, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I told you before we started interviewing that I think you are someone who has an awful lot of courage. And I'm wondering... Look, you have courage because you wrote two books in your 20s. You have courage because you moved to a whole new country when you were a teenager and basically started all over and built your life here. And that takes a lot of courage. Do you think courage that we get in different ways in our life, whether it's through sports, whether it's through trying things that are really uncomfortable for us, is a good life experience? Definitely. I think if you're so comfortable, it means you're not growing. That's just my personal mindset. If I already know what I'm about to do and if I can ace what I'm about to do, I just normally don't do it just because what's the point in my mind? <laughs> I assume it can also be trained. I never really put any thought in training myself that way, but... I do think I do a lot of things that scares me at the time, but maybe that unintentionally trained. But I definitely think you can strategically adapt that mentality of behaviors. Yeah, because it's scary to write a book. It's scary to do that. Grace, what is the best part for you of being in the writing world? And, and let's add being in the podcasting world. Constantly learning about new things is definitely what I think is the best part. Me too. Example, I learned I need to stop saying like, 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 which I say so many times in my daily conversation. Now I know that I need to be training myself to not say that many likes. So those are things that I would not be thinking about if I were just doing nothing. Well, let me yeah. just say you're doing an amazing job. Amazing job. So the flip side. Because I do think it might look, if somebody has never written a book or has never started a podcast, like it's not that big of a deal, what would you say is the part of your current job as a podcaster and an author that sucks the most, Grace? I think the unstructuredness is what kind of scares me just because if you achieve one criteria of success that you want to chase the next, if you make one million, you want to chase 10 million. If you break 10 million, you want to chase 100 million. When do you stop? And what exactly do you consider as success? Those are things that I do think if you're an entrepreneur or if you're a writer or if you're someone trying to do something great, I think those are things that are really shape you as who you are, as well as your business, because what kind of value really do define what kind of achievement you will be achieving. So 
I think those are things that are underdefined, not like the back in time, the linear path. If I want to be a CEO tomorrow and I go to Harvard School, I do this and that. But nowadays, there's no defined version of the linear path. I think. For sure. And even if there are some companies where you can still work your way up, there's no guarantee of job security. <laughs> it's like the way it used to be in China with the Iron Race Bowl. There used to be a guarantee from cradle until grave that the Chinese government would take care of you. And then the Race Bowl broke and that's no longer the case. And that's the same thing in corporate America. There's no cradle to grave benefits of staying in one company. I definitely feel like the job security or quote unquote job security is not really popular in today's day and age, I guess. Let's add diplomat to your many qualities, Grace, that you have. <laughs> that was a very diplomatic answer. <laughs> okay, three final espresso shots. What is the best career advice? you've ever gotten or the best career advice you've heard from the people that you've interviewed? The best career advice is just do it. I just love that sentence. I love how it sounds. I love Nike. I, my dad said the same thing. So I feel like that's just, just do it. <laughs> it's short. It's simple. It's to the point. <laughs> What about movies, Grace? Movies or Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, streaming shows or books? Do you think accurately depict the world of writing a book? I'm obsessed with The Office. It has nothing to do with writing a book, but also maybe have everything to do with writing a book. I, I hate that they're gone. At the end of the year, I'm about to cry. Just they're not going to be on Netflix anymore in, I guess, seven days. I almost cried. I'm trying to not cry on this podcast, but just kidding. Well, I'm not going to cry, but I'm about to cry. The Office is just amazing. I do want to read their script one day. I'm a huge fan of Mindy Kaling, Steve Carell. Some people write The Office too. It was just amazing. It has nothing to do with writing a book, but also it has everything to do with writing a book. So what is that? Because I'm like scratching my head here. I love The Office too. And I'm also going to be super depressed come January 1st when it's not on Netflix. Yeah. I think the inspirational part is I didn't really think anything deep to it, but it does resonate with me for like being different characters in the show. I see myself in many different characters in the show, from Doi to Michael to Jim. I feel like I'm everyone just because I don't know. I just think it inspired me to be observant to my daily life and see how things actually work, see how people perceive you when you're saying, hey, even when you meant be. So I think there are a lot goes into reading people or just in general, the characters are just very well-rounded, very well-written. I can't speak anything bad about the show. It's just too amazing. <laughs> so here's what I was going to say. I think what could be inspirational or helpful to somebody who wants to write a book when they watch The Office is that if you don't push yourself... <laughs> Out of your comfort zone and really strive to realize your dream of writing a book, you could end up working at a Dunder Mifflin selling paper. <laughs> well, for those who actually sell papers, people, listeners, I definitely feel like 
don't feel bad about some paper. It's good. We need paper. For example, I'm with a notebook. It's paper. But I think in general, I didn't really read too deep into the question. But for some reason, I that's just the only thing and the first thing come to my mind. So <laughs> no problem. Last espresso shot, Grace. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about being an author? I think if you're writing a nonfiction book, I don't think you need much amazing language skills. You'll be surprised how many amazing authors just use simple language instead of something absolutely sophisticated to write the most profound knowledge or profound insights. So that's just my take. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to, no, I'm kidding. Okay, great. <laughs> No, I think I do need a little pep talk to help me with that. And I think that's right for the senior graduates in college. Yeah. Well, you may inspire me to do that. You have to. I won't be the first person by it. So. Oh, thank you. Well, I'll probably give you a free copy just because you inspired me. But Grace is. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Grace's podcast is called The Smart. Venture Podcast. And if you're interested in her books, please check out show notes where we are linked to them. Grace, I want to thank you so much for making time for coffee today with me and the T4C community. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you and the listeners for listening. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Oh,